Well, good morning. Welcome to Black History Matters 365. So happy for you to join us today on the podcast. I am excited today because we have an incredible history maker that's going to join us this morning, the Apostle Donald Fozard. I'm excited to have him because I've talked to him several times over the phone and he has really encouraged me. And the more you get to know him today, the more you're going to just love him because of all the things that he's done and still doing. And just because he's just a wonderful, wonderful person. I'm just so excited to have him today. And so what I would love to do, I would love to open up today from a history maker, Madam C.J. Walker, because there's something really incredible about what I believe Apostle Fozard and his wife did. They started this beauty company and I love that. And so <laughs> Madam C.J. Walker, one of her quotes was, if I have accomplished anything in life, it is because I have been willing to work hard. That's what I see in, Doc, in Apostle Fozart, is that he's a hard worker. And you will know today why he's a hard worker. Well, Dr. Fozart, Apostle Fozart, I want to call you doctor so bad, but Apostle Fozart, <laughs> I'm going to read a quick bio to our audience because I really want them to know something about you. And then we'll jump in and into this interview, this great interview I'm looking forward to, okay? That's wonderful. Great. Apostle Fozard is now in Durham, North Carolina. He's married to Nora Lee Lyons Fozard. He has eight children, right? Correct. 33 grandchildren, which is beautiful, and then three great-grandchildren. Now, he has a Bachelor's of Theology from Union Christian Bible Institute and an honorary doctor from Hosanna Bible College in Durham, North Carolina. Sticking to North Carolina. <laughs> he is the pa apostle, pastor, teacher, evangelist of the great Mount Zion Baptist Church. But in 1978, it was Mount Zion Baptist Church, but it's a new name, Mount Zion Christian Church, which That's I correct. love so much. On September the 10th, they actually acquired a 43,000 square feet building, mortgage-free. How awesome is that? That is so awesome mm -hmm. to me. And then um, I'm going to talk about some of the things that you've actually accomplished and that you and your wife have put in place. I'm just going to name them off. In 1986, you established the Mount Zion Christian Academy, correct? Absolutely. The yes. Mount Zion Christian Academy. Academy that does your regular academic plus you offer athletics as well, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And it is an accredited Christian school. And then in 1992, you established the Hosanna Bible College there in North Carolina. You, the co founders of that, you and your wife, you prepare preachers and teachers for the gospel ministry. But you continued on with this and prepare lay people as well and clergy and professionals. I love this, what you say, who have a God consciousness. Love that. That's right. Have a God consciousness. Then in 2011, you and your wife established World of Excellence Beauty College Incorporated, formed for educational and institutional purposes 
teaching young men and women the art of cosmetology. So that's where I get that Madam C.J. Walker and <laughs> Annie Malone all in there from back in the history days, Black history days. And then what's wonderful about your church, you have four locations, four locations, Durham, Henderson, Rocky Mount, and then you have Capital City Christian Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, Correct. You're a five-fold ministry. Awesome. Again, you are an apostle. You're a pastor. You're an evangelist. You're a teacher. But I'm adding, you're an author. You have authored two books. And I love the names of these books. <laughs> They're so great. The first name is Stay Free. And the second book is Sexual Sins, The Devil's Hitman. <laughs> Love that title there. And I'm ending here with your bio, but I got to end here. Is that out of the school, the actual school, you have produced many athletes and, and professional athletes, which is fantastic. Hall of Famers like Tracy McGrady, Marquez Daniels, and Corey Hightower. And then some NCAA and NBA champions as well. Brandon Rush, Jared Jack, um, Amar Stoudemire. Just incredible things that you have done. You know, we've seen the, the fruits of your work as well. Amen. <laughs> And then you've been recognized by your community in North Carolina for the Community Hero Award. So some great things about you that I think are very important and that's really good. And that to me qualifies you as a history maker. So welcome to Black History Matters 365 Amen. Apostle. How are you today? <laughs> uh, I'm blessed by the best. I'm thinking right. Extraordinary reflecting the nature of God. No negative thinking. I will not complain because I have the mind of Christ. Amen. I love that. I love that. I love your introduction because to me, what I've learned about you is that you're so sold out for Christ and you're so sold out for helping people and doing well to people, as the Bible says. Now, you have this quote of go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's part that scripture. That's part of your life. So what I, right. want, what I want you to do for us today is to tell our audience, too, a, even a little bit more about you. Now, I gave them a lot, but, um, ah. <laughs> but what, where do you start when you look at your life now? Um, let's look at from the church to the school to the beauty, all of that. So give us some incredible insights on how you began. Well, I... Uh, you know, my life really started when I got born again. Before that, I had no real direction. But once I got born again and I made a commitment to Christ that uh, I would preach I would preach the gospel. I preached my initial sermon uh, in 1977. Uh, my pastor uh, ordained me in 10 weeks. Oh. And I, I, thought, I thought that was pretty quick, you know, to be ordained. You know, go, go from a, just preaching your initial sermon to ordination in 10 weeks. And shortly after that, uh, he got sick and died. And then I became the pastor of that church uh, the second Sunday in December in 1978. And at the time, in Durham, it was probably the fifth largest church in Durham. And here I was walking straight from the initial sermon into being in fully controlled 
of uh, Sunday school and all the messages and everything. And the first, uh, you know, the, the deacon facing that when the first Sunday he called a guy in to preach, named uh, Honey Dripper, uh, somebody like that. And then the next Sunday they asked me would I hold the pulpit until they could find a pastor. So, you know, uh, when I came home, my wife told me that uh, Dr. Fuller had died. You know, I said, what? Dr. Fuller died? I was a brick mason. I was laying mm -hmm. bricks, you know. And man, that was kind of, so I, so when he asked me, could I hold the pulpit, you know, when you're sitting behind the pulpit, you can be very critical. But when the, when you get the baton, it's time for you to run. Mm -hmm. the, the whole thing changed, you know. And then I said, man, I got to preach. And uh, so I didn't have a, me a message prepared. I have to tell the eyes of God truth. I, I got a message from a preacher's book called Spiritual oh. Things. Mm -hmm. And I preached that message right from what some other preacher had put together and didn't nobody move. Nobody moved. It, it didn't move nobody. It was not the word that God gave me. It was something I borrowed. So I, I had to preach again the next Sunday. So I, I just asked God to give me a message. And the next Sunday that I preached, I'm telling you, uh, 30 people joined the church. Wow. And I preached six months. And in six months, 300 people committed their life to Christ inside of those six months. And I baptized people. I was baptizing people. They were floating on the water and everything. And from then, it just took off. So I guess they were convinced that since 300 people had come into the church, they went on and voted. And they voted me in as the pastor. And I remember four people, four people voted against me, and uh, uh, but the rest of it, and then it just took off from there. And so you just took off from there, and just yeah, and uh, they voted. And we started you. preaching the word, and in 1984, you know, we we uh, went from being a, a denominational Baptist church to a full gospel church. We changed uh, the name from Mount Zion Baptist Church uh, to Mount Zion. Christian Church at the particular time. We just changed the name to Mount Zion Christian Church. I got filled with the Holy Spirit and with the evidence of speaking with tongues and all of that stuff. And that upset me with Apricot mm. right there when mm. all that happened. Mm. So, and that's just, a, that's, that's just the way it all started. Yeah, awesome. Mm -hmm. So it started like that. When did the change come from being a Baptist church to being a Christian church? And in 84. 84, and then getting yeah. that big building. <laughs> okay, we, after that, we, we had a building up the street, and uh, so we bought a piece of land. We, uh, we, we, we bought a piece of land. We bought six acres of land, but proceeded to start building the church. And mm -hmm. uh, we, we built the church. I, I, I went to the bank, and uh, I had gotten a $1.5 million loan mm -hmm. from uh, Mechanics and Farmers Bank. But then when I was riding down Fairfield Street, the Lord told me not to borrow the money. So I told my, uh, one of my elders that we're not going to borrow the money. We're going to build this church by faith. We had $300,000 in the bank, $330,000 in the bank. So we started building the church and uh, raising the money. And by, we, by the time we had spent um, uh, $660,000, we had run out of money. We run out of money. So the church sat there uh, vacant for about a year. And then after that, we started back and we raised the money. And at the end, we ended up paying $2.2 million for the church on Marshdown Fairfield Street. And we went into the church mortgage-free. 
Wow, that's a feat. I bet that was incredible. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it, was a, it was a great day. The women had their babies in their strollers and we let uh, the balloons go in the air and all of that kind of stuff. It was, it was wonderful. Wonderful. And how many members were there at the time? Because you said you well, had... Well, this is something that you got to know. When we started out, we had a, a full congregation. We had the floor, the, the floor was covered, the balcony was covered. We had seats in the aisles. We had people in the tea room. We had people downstairs watching by television. But as we began to preach the gospel and mm -hmm. preach on faith and and laying hands on the sick and speaking in tongues, those Baptist people left. A lot of them left. So when we marched down the street, we, we, we had about a oh, about hundred and some people. But then we, we, when we went from that, the church went up in, in, in enrollment uh, to at one point around 1,700 people in the church. But I learned one thing about this from the Bible, reading the Bible. Don't ever count the people because God is not on your side when you count people. Because when David remembered the people, God was upset with him. Amen. You know, well, it sounds like it was a theological kind of difference there with the Baptist. It was. It, it was. Mm -hmm. It was. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times people are like that. Theologically, they can't agree if they've been doing something the same way for so many years. And then well, we were pushing Bible teaching. When you right. start teaching from the Bible, we, we, we based our church on the six doctrines of, of Christ. Repentance from dead work, faith towards God, the doctrine of baptism, land on them hand, resurrection, and the eternal judgments. Eternal judgments. Mm. Yeah, I definitely have heard of those. Now, you have four locations now. How do you juggle between those? Do you have ministers at the head of those locations? Yes, I do. We have, we have ministers at each location. We actually started 12 churches, but we ended up, you know, some people went, went their own way. So we ended up with four churches right now. Capital City, Henderson, uh, Rocky Mountain, and Durham. Okay, okay. And they're all based on the same five-fold ministry, correct? That's right. The five-fold ministry. It's your uh, That's pretty awesome. All of it's based on that. Do you get to preach at every one every once in a while? Every, yeah, oh, yes. Oh, yes. I preach at all the churches. And oh, I, I preach at all of them. Exactly. Yeah. And you have different ministries that are there as well. The yeah, we, 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 we install pastors in each one of those churches because I don't, I don't have time to run around to, 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 to preach at a different churches, you know, I got my hands full. They've been trained, they've been trained in the doctrines of Christ, and they do a right. good job. The, yeah, the, sure. the ultimate goal is, whatever you do in word and deed, you do it to the glory of God. Yes. You, see? Yeah. you want to advance the kingdom of God. And then we got into this, uh, we started the academy because um, uh, secular humanism is against the word of God. So we started the academy. So they, there's, a, there's a chord, three chords that must agree in order to have a successful family, a successful nation. The church, the home, and the school must be saying the same thing. They must say the same thing. I like that. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. very good. And so that's kind of why you went into building the school, 
the um, yeah, Christian education. That's the right. Christian um, school, Mount Zion Christian School is what it's called. Yeah, Mount Zion Christian Academy. Academy. Okay. Yeah. Well, when we started Mount Zion Christian Academy in 1986, the man from Abeka, he said, y'all made history today. I said, what do you mean? He said, I sell books all over the country. He said, this is the only black organization that has an academy that go from K-5 through the 12th grade. From the tip of Maine, top of Maine to the tip of Florida. That's excellent. No wonder you have to have athletics in there. Well, yeah. The athletic piece, the athletic piece was started because, uh, you know, James Naismith, uh, which was a preacher, started basketball. And uh, he used it basketball, it was like evangelism basketball. So it was really started for young men that had fallen through the cracks. Not so much for basketball, but to bring in these young men and give them Christ. So happened, we were bringing in these players and I was giving 12 scholarships and we were getting some of the top players, you know, from all over the country. So our first, our first big recruit was Tracy McGrady. And you know, he ended up going to, uh, going to the pros and uh, made, a, made a good thing of himself. And one of the things that Tracy McGrady did that, uh, and not that we were doing it for that, he gave back $50,000 to Mount Zion Christian Academy. So he gave back. <laughs> mm -hmm. He gave back. Awesome. And we had uh, Molly Stoudemire, who came out of the academy, Jerry Jack, uh, Brandon Rush, and all these different guys, uh, Marquise Daniels, the one the guy's name that you call, that came out of the academy. But it was the, you know, the result of having the academy. And the, and the basketball program went national. And in 1997, we won the national championship of all the high school teams. Oh, how exciting is that? In, in the country. I love that you are making champions with what you uh, yes. yeah. Champions. Champions for Christ. For, the, for Christ. At the same time, you're delivering the word, but you're building success and, and not letting any child not pursue their dreams. I love that. Right. And we, and we, we, we went on from that and built our second building. We built the Family Life Center. And I have a dormitory in the Family Life Center. And we are at I-20 school now. And we can take students from all over the world. We've had them from the Eastern Bloc. Uh, all over the world, Africa, uh, they come from all over the world. We've even taken uh, Muslims in our school, and but we introduced them to Christ. Wow, that's, that's a blessing. Now, do any of these gentlemen come back, besides giving, do they come back to the school and maybe speak there and encourage the students? Have you had that at all come through? We've had them come through to visit, but not to speak. Excellent. I love that. Um, that you're doing that. And now the school is still in existence. You're doing the same thing and making things better. And then I see that you started the World Excellence Beauty College. Talk to us about that, how you and well, your see, uh, Yeah, well, I'm married to a twin. Uh, okay. Her name is Nora. She has a sister named Dora. And see, Dora uh, was in cosmetology. So that was, I think it was kind of a uh, uh, confirmation for me and my wife. We started uh World of Excellence, my wife named the school World of Excellence Beauty College. And uh, that's been going on. And uh, we have received uh, accreditation from NACA. And we're, right now we are in the, you know, you have to renew those accreditation. We are in the right. operation of that right now, uh, getting that accreditation renewed. 
And uh, uh, this school can prepare people for a career arts in cosmetology. And uh, you know, one of the first black millionaires was uh, Madam C.J. Walker. Correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I heard you mention her. Yes. So that's uh, what made me think of her. Was you? Yeah. 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 Miss Darling. <laughs> yeah, she has uh, graduated a whole lot of excellent students. And they have, some of them have started their own business and, uh, and things, things of that nature. That's awesome. That is so awesome. How many students are in this um, college right now, Beauty College? Which one? The Beauty College. Uh, you know, during the COVA, we have a couple of students in there. Uh, enrollments have been kind of down due to this COVID situation. Oh, absolutely. How are you? How are you all maintaining that? Are you able because you're a beauty school to do online classes? Or are you just yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We can do online. We can do online classes also. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we're just getting ready to start the online classes up. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Now that's the going. But, but, they, but they have to have practical application too. You know, you right. have application, but you got to have hands-on stuff also. Yes. Yeah. So it could be kind of difficult for you all right now with that, but you can, oh. are you doing any kind of videos that actually send to them when you're doing online training? They have uh, a system set up how they do that. I don't, I'm not too abreast with that, you know. <laughs> yeah, but at yeah. least you're offering online. That's what yes, we are. Yes, we are. Right now. Okay, yes. that is excellent. Excellent, excellent. So, what are you? What are you doing on an everyday basis? You're you're really just in all of these, aren't you? You're kind of yeah. Well, you know, um, when you train people, it's talked about delegated authority. When you train people, mm -hmm. and I have delegated the authority to different people to do what they need to do. That's excellent. I love that, and that's how you grow a business too. You're listening to Black History Matters 365. Part one of two, interview with Apostle Donald Bozard Sr.